0: 77 WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sittin' Friends in the Morning. Oh, no, I get by with a little
1: help from my friend. The
0: moon is right, the spirits up. We're here tonight. When's the last time you guys put on galoshes? Uh there's been no snow. Galoshes, galoshes. remember with the steel that? buckles. The is steel buckles to say that, or is that a violation. A no snow for two years. Nothing.
1: Can we uh can we thank the state of Florida for that? Did they take our snow as well? No, they didn't take our snow. It's now anything.
2: I understand Bill O'Reilly's on uh on on the line and uh Bill O'Reilly, welcome to uh Oh, well, sit and friends. No, today it's Katz and uh, and cats. Curtis and Andrew. But well, we're looking for a nickname for Andrew. We haven't found one yet.
3: Um, let me let me dwell on that. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, Giuliani has to get a nickname of respect. All right, and uh, so I'm going to have to mull that over.
1: Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. You know, I wanted to ask you about something that's that's in your morning message and, and talking about. This debate that's coming up tonight between Newsom and DeSantis, you know, you talk about how the stark difference between the state of California versus the state of Florida, how successful Florida has been. how People just seem to be leaving California. The point that I've made is Newsom is so slick and so smooth that he may be able to take some of the facts, which are obviously against him, and kind of twist it and almost look like the Kennedy to... Uh, to DeSantis Nixon. What are your thoughts of this debate tonight?
3: Well, first of all, uh, what Andrew is referring to is my daily message of the day on com, which runs um, audio on WABC. What are you guys doing, 7.30 now, 7.25, something like that? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you're correct that Newsom is glib. Uh, he will try to spin. Uh, but the facts are the facts. And I talked to Hannity. Uh, And I said, look, um, you know it's coming. Everybody knows that that Newsom is far more articulate than DeSantis. So Newsom is going in with an advantage as far as television presentation. However, the facts are the facts, and you as the moderator (laughs) have to, you know, basically put them up what they call on television full screen so you can not only hear them but read them. And then when Newsom starts to dodge, which he has to, you gotta give him the sixty seconds because that's the format. You get sixty you get a question, you get sixty seconds uninterrupted to answer, and then the other person gets thirty seconds to rebut. It's a good format. Um but at the end of the question, I said to Hannity respectfully, if he doesn't answer, then you stop it. You stop the debate format and you say Governor, with all due respect, you did not answer the question. I will ask it again. you got to stop the BS. Now, there are only a few people on earth who can do that on television. I'm going to brag. Obviously, I'm one of them. (laughs) That's why I never moderated a debate. Even when I was at Fox more than 20 years, and they never let me moderate a debate because they knew I'd blow up the format When the politicians dodged. Now, this debate tonight on uh, Fox News at 9 o'clock is very important for DeSantis. It's not really important for Newsom because California is like New York. It doesn't matter how the progressive left performs. The majority is there. It's going to stay for the short term anyway. And this is bad we don't live in a real democracy in New York anymore. It's a one-party system. And that's why we have such chaos, and that's why our quality of life is declining so quickly, and that's why hundreds of thousands of people are leaving New York. Well, millions are leaving California. It's worse there. So Newsom knows that he's got a built in. But DeSantis is on the ropes. His campaign has not uh, advanced at all. He is flat, and that's why. The governor runs Florida well.
2: He does a good job.
3: He can't articulate. He looks like a sour puss. That's what the nuns used to call me in St. Bridges school. <laughs> William, you're a sour puss. And then I would go, that's because I hate to be here. And then I'd get punished and put in the corner. Um But anyway, this is it for DeSantis. Last chance tonight.
2: Yep. Ninth inning.
3: You bet. If, if, he gets waxed by Newsom, and I don't know how that is even possible, because if you look at the stats comparing Florida to California, it's not even close. i just give you one. I'll just give you one. Okay? People in California pay double per capita in taxes than in Florida. Double. Yeah. Highest gas prices in the country by far. And the highest real estate prices. You can't buy a house. Again, we have those problems in New York, but not to the extent they have them in Sacramento.
1: On with Bill O'Reilly. But, you know, Bill, I I thought about you this morning when I woke up to the news that Henry Kissinger had passed away at 100. And I was certain that you probably had... Uh, some interactions, some stories, obviously on the air and off the air. Yes. Uh, what do you want to share with our listening audience about well, your you know, time? I'm a here?
3: sharing kind of guy. Of I course. am Mr. Generous. That's <laughs> what I am. So I knew uh, I knew Henry Kissinger very well, and we would gather at the Yankee games, the New York Yankee games. And uh, one of the games, and we would sit in the Steinbrenner box because George Steinbrenner, when he was alive, he liked me. And Henry was a huge Yankee fan. So I zip into the box, and the best food on earth, I mean, you know, sitting in the owner's box of Yankee Stadium, it's like <laughs> go to thing. dinner with cats. You know, you just get whatever you want, because there's cats. Um, but Bill Clinton's there. So Clinton is there with Henry and me. I sit in between them, all right, in the box. And I masterfully, I'm bragging again, I steered the discussion, all right, and it was during the Obama years. And, of course, Clinton was a big Obama supporter, and Kissinger was not. Mm -hmm. I learned so much by the fifth inning, I didn't see any of the game. (laughs) Okay, both of those guys are so smart. I don't care whether you like them or not, but Kissinger and Bill Clinton are so smart. And I was just drilling them. Boom, boom, boom. Foreign Affairs, domestic affairs, Obamacare, what kind of society, how's it changed? All of that. And I got to say that Henry Kissinger um, was a very dedicated New Yorker. And a lot of people don't, don't lived here forever. Didn't have to, could have moved to Palm beach, mm-hmm. but was loyal to his city. Uh, and I have a bunch of notes that he wrote me, uh flattering notes. So, I'm, I was very sad to hear it, but he had a great life, 100. And those people who are calling him a fascist and, you know, all of that, you know, this Internet is so bad. Oh.
0: Well, as, soon well, as somebody Bill, dies, Bill, Bill. I, I hate to rain on this uh, idolatry of Kissinger. Yeah. I heard you uh, talk about the Vietnam War the, uh, the other day and how yeah. it turned out to be a waste. And yet the authors of the secret war to expand the war into Cambodia and Laos... With Richard Nixon and Henry Kissinger.
3: Excellent question. All right, let's hear it for Sliwa. A round of applause. Excellent question. History unfolds at the moment. What Kissinger and Nixon did protected American troops in Vietnam. The policy turned out to be bad for America. However, Dwight Eisenhower john f kennedy everybody after world war ii was a different world was frightened about the expansion of communism just like now when they're frightened about putin and they won in korea remember that we stopped the chinese and the russians in korea and they thought they could do the same thing they were wrong it was because of the terrain It was because of the corrupt South Vietnamese government, all of that. No one could have known that, Curtis, at the time. If I had been president, and I'm watching that map of North Vietnam uh, soldiers and equipment infiltrating through Cambodia and Laos, I'm bombing the hell out of them. And so would you to protect American soldiers. So uh, if I'm going to do the same thing that Kissinger advocated, how can I criticize him?
0: All right, but then he wins the Nobel Peace Prize sitting in Paris with the North Vietnamese negotiator. And just as we've hammered Biden for the evacuation of Afghanistan, that peace led to the evacuation of South Vietnam. Well, right. And the last he helicopter get out. No, no, I, 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 I understand. He but he, he gave everything away. He no, gave he everything didn't. away. Now, that's again, as a
3: historian, he didn't give everything away. So here's what happened, and this is important for uh, Americans and New Yorkers to understand. The peace agreement held, all right, for three years until the North Vietnamese violated it and came down en masse, armed by the Chinese and Russians, and just overwhelmed the South Vietnamese because that government never became competent, ever. It was always corrupt. What could we do about that? Nothing. When they invaded and broke the Treaty of Paris, some people, including Kissinger, wanted the USA to resume bombing. But Congress said no. And that was the end. It wasn't an abdication of responsibility like Afghanistan, all right? It was a bad. Deal because the South Vietnamese would not fight for their freedom, just like the Afghans didn't fight for their freedom. But in Afghanistan, we had options. In the USA, we didn't because Congress said we are not going to allow the U.S. to get back involved with that. And that's what happened.
0: Well, I wouldn't disparage the South Vietnamese because under JFK, our CIA assassinated a duly elected president in South Vietnam because they were that concerned. Yeah, they were concerned. He wasn't
3: that duly he... elected. It was a fraudulent election, and the guy was...
0: We assassinate a president of our ally, uh, and they know that. The people and in and South Kennedy, Vietnam know what, that.
3: Kennedy ordered Lumumba to be assassinated in the Congo. That's what... The CIA did back then. Um and look, you can you can criticize America for Vietnam, but our intentions were noble. You see, we wanted to stop the totalitarian communists from enslaving people, which they did. I've been to Vietnam. Those people have no freedom at all. They're fine with it. Just like the Afghans are seem to be fine with the Taliban. Okay. We tried. But it was a noble intent. That just didn't work out just like the Iraq war.
2: So similar to that. Bill, we have to take a hard break. Would you stay on for a minute?
3: John uh, you know, if for you, I don't think I'd do it for Curtis. Okay. But for you
2: I'll do it. I- I'll buy you two dinners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's I'll take get a break. that break. Okay.
0: Christmas time, simply happy. Is sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC.
2: I've got you under my skin. Well, I like the song, but I like Bill O'Reilly better. And uh, Bill O'Reilly, I was watching, I went home last night and I watched the, uh, uh, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree On uh, Channel 4, and I was so happy. Every other word out of the announcer's mouths was Christmas. Christmas, Christmas on Channel 4, NBC. I don't know if you got to see it at all.
3: Yeah, and that's thanks to me and the war on Christmas (laughs) thing that we did about 15 years ago, and we won that completely. Much better turnout than Vietnam. You know what I want to say right now, and thanks for holding me over, by the way. I want to congratulate the New York City Police Department last night. They took what could have been a debacle for this city, worldwide debacle, if those nuts had gotten through, and they prevented that.
2: I agree.
3: In the process – and here's the the kicker on the story – they were spat at,
0: cursed
3: at, physically pushed in some cases – and the police just were restrained, restrained themselves, acted professionally, which they almost always do. And they really prevented a horror. Yeah. And I don't see a lot of coverage. WABC does it, but, you know, you don't see that. Um, it should have been mentioned by the NBC people last night but they were too busy, uh, you know, singing Andy Williams songs or whatever they do at NBC now. I don't know what they do. <laughs> um But it should have been mentioned. And then the nuts with the swastika signs and all of that, they go across to Fox, uh, which is across 6th Avenue, and uh, they demonstrate in front of the Fox Christmas tree. I I mean, these people – and it's genocide, genocide this, genocide that. You know, tonight on Common Sense at 9 o'clock, I'm going to tell you, all right, because we're we're working this right now, my uh, crack staff – that Palestinians are not prisoners in Gaza. They can leave at any time they want. They can become citizens of Israel and get a passport if they want to. This genocide stuff, it's so offensive and such a lie, and I'm going to prove it, as I always do, facts, 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 try to put emotion to the side. But I was very proud of the NYPD last, uh, last night, and I think Commissioner uh, Connor should be uh, praised as well.
0: Let me ask you a question, though. There were no arrests for assaulting police officers. It's- that's
3: because that went out that way. And that's the problem with the system. So if they had arrested the people who spit at the police officers and curse and push them, what do you think Bragg
0: would have done, Curtis? Punched and kicked them, knocked them down. What if do you, you think don't,
3: Bragg would have done?
0: I, I'm bragg telling, let them go I'm what telling do. you, if bragg you continue let them to allow go. this, more cops well, are going to leave fine, the ranks. You attack gone, police bragg. officers, they need but to be arrests. A, Curtis, there's a time and a place. Nobody wants to be out there and get punched and kicked and knocked to the ground and then nobody gets arrested. These are police officers. Wait,
3: wait, Curtis. You're right. You're right. But. That would have escalated things. You see, if they had started grabbing guys and throwing them in the paddy wagon, which is, of course, an ethnic slur against Irish
0: paddy wagon,
1: okay?
3: That's why it's called paddy wagon, because when the Irish immigrants came, a lot of them uh, over-imbibed, and they put them in the wagon, and they called them a paddy wagon.
2: But for 100 years, the Irish ran the NYPD. Well, anyway... (laughs) They would that would have
3: escalated things, but you're right. This has got to stop. And assaulting a police officer verbally or any other way has got to be a crime that is prosecuted. Yeah. Because you, right now you've got en masse people resigning from the police department mm-hmm. who are veterans. And and look, this is this is where Adams has got to step up yeah. and protect his people it's
1: it's and i such, don't
3: hear much from adams about that
1: it's such an impossible job you're absolutely right and you highlighted it so well and the fact it worked out that well. before nbc coverage they got up right to the base of the tree and the cops were able to push them back that's right yeah, unbelievable
3: and if they but if they had started grabbing them and dragging them yeah. to the paddy wagon then that would have escalated really fast.
2: Bill O'Reilly, I'm going to be listening tonight. We've got to take the hard break again. What are you going to talk about tonight?
3: Well, 9 o'clock to, to with, 10 o'clock. Uh, we're going to lead with this genocide nonsense I just told you about and have the facts about Palestinians in Gaza, what they can and can't do.
2: Bill O'Reilly on WABC every night between 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock at wabcradio.com, 770 Union Dial, and billoreilly.com. Thank you so much, Bill O'Reilly.
3: Okay, guys. Enjoyed it.